Hi, hi, hi. Happy Saturday. Welcome back to Brutal, the podcast where we're brutally honest because honestly, it's brutal out there. It's been a while since we chatted, but excited to be back. Um, We have an amazing guest this week. She's one of my best friends. Um, She, too, has like a big shit pop and big girl job, so she has to remain anonymous, but she gives so many good stories, so many good examples, um, particularly talking about how she escaped like a really toxic long-term situationship um, and basically learned to value herself. So it's an amazing episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Quick review of the Instagram content this week. So we talked about Hot or Just in Charge. So for those of you that missed the polls, Hot or Just in Charge is, this is like a concept I came up with where like sometimes when you find a guy attractive, it's not because he's actually hot. It's just because he's in charge. Like he has that in charge energy. He's commanding the room, whatever it may be. For me, like the question is like, if you saw this person just like in a Walmart and like you didn't know who they were, like, would you still find them hot? And if so, then they're actually hot. But if you're attracted to them and you're not really sure why, you know, they're objectively not that good looking or whatever. You're not attracted to them, but you're attracted to them. It's probably because they're in charge. So check out the polls, submit, send in who you want us to poll about hot or just in charge. We do hot, in charge, neither or both. Next topic, Will Smith punching Chris Rock. I'm sorry, slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars. The Academy Awards? I don't know if they're the same thing. Hot take. Um, I loved it. I lived for the drama. Like, we needed that level of messiness from some A-list celebrities. Like, it had been a while. So I thought it was amazing. Um, I have to say, like, if I were Chris Rock, and I think there were some tweets about this, but, like, I would not have made the joke about alopecia. I probably would have made a joke about how Jada has, like, four boyfriends. So do with that information what you will. Um, last thing, so many memes of Julia Fox right now. She she is camp. Like, she is camp. Like, she is embodying camp. She is messing with us, and I love her for it. Like, all the interviews of her being like, yeah, yeah, I did it myself. Yeah. Like, with her eyeliner. She's, she's fucking with us. Like, she's not serious, you guys. Like, it's amazing. She is camp. She's She is the moment, honestly. I think she is so hilarious. And now let's do some quick brief and brutals, um, and then we'll get right into the episode. I have to keep it short because we talked for a long time. Um, okay, first question. What time is the cutoff for a guy to confirm the place or time on the day of the date? Okay, so some people say that if he hasn't confirmed by two hours before, make other plans and don't go. I think ideally you want them to confirm like first thing in the morning, the day of the date. But I think two hours is a good cutoff. And like don't cheat and like give it, you know, it's an hour and a half before like I'm still going to go. Like don't be a bookmark. Um, But what I mean by a bookmark is like if he just says like, oh, we'll do something on Friday, but then like doesn't give you a place or time like that's not a date that's like a bookmark and then you're kind of like waiting around like are they going to contact you like the day like what's the plan that's a bookmark had a date set up with a guy from bumble two hours before the date he asked to reschedule because he was still at work he didn't think he would get off in time i gave him some new days that would work for me but then i never heard from him was this a blow-off like yes absolutely yes yes (laughs) like two hours before is pretty unacceptable for a reschedule especially with work like think about yourself like do you not know when you're having like a really busy day at work like you know you usually know and like you could just text someone earlier in the day and like be considerate and be like yeah I'm not gonna make it like can we reschedule 
Um, the second thing I will say is that when a guy wants to reschedule, do not push to reschedule. Just say, okay, no worries. Like, no problem. Just say, no problem. No worries. And then don't, and like, leave it alone. Like, don't give him new times. Don't be like, well, I'm free like the next 17 days in a row. Like, please. Because a lot of times, like, when people are asking for a rain check or like they are rescheduling with you, quote unquote, and they're not like asking immediately for the next, um, the next day that you're available to actually reschedule. They're just doing that because they don't want to go out with you at all. And they didn't like they don't feel like being like, you know, I don't want to go out with you. They're just saying like, oh, can we rain check? Like so the person who asks to rain check or asks to reschedule, just let them be the person that suggests the new day or time. That goes both ways. Like I'm sure all of us have like canceled on a guy or asked a guy to like rain check and then just like never followed up because you weren't that into him. Like same thing goes the other way. Like if a guy is like, oh, like can we rain check and we reschedule? Just be like, sure, no problem. And then, like, let him be the one to ask for a new date so that you know it's not just, like, a blow-off and you don't waste any of your time. Okay, that's all we have time for. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. DM us, email us, podcastbrutal at gmail.com or at brutalpod on Instagram. Love to hear from you guys. Love your crazy stories. Um, love your dating dilemmas. Um, and your other questions that you need brutal honesty for. I feel like we should try to expand past dating. Okay, have fun. Enjoy the episode. And happy Saturday. I don't know what episode it is. I'm gonna be like anti-nude prudes. Anti-nude prudes <laughs> in the house. <laughs> right, but anyway, welcome back to Brutal. Um, and please welcome the eponymous Sally Albright to the pod. Thank Sally. you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. So excited. So Huge excited. Fan. Some of you may may recognize this pseudonym from a familiar film. Yes, my favorite movie and true love gospel when Harry met Sally. We can learn so much from Nora Ephron and Rob Reiner and honestly Billy Crystal specifically. Specifically. Um. <laughs> yes, we can. For the listeners, how old are you and what is your relationship status? I'm 29 and I am single. Single, ready to mingle. Single and ready to mingle. Currently almost, mingling. Oh, currently mingling. Almost 30, floating, thriving. We're I'm almost there. I'm not even at the halfway point yet, so speak oh, for yourself. Right. I always forget. <laughs> yes! You're, you're like, um, you're a, the fall cut The fall yeah. cut birthday. Yeah. We have not had a guest on yet from from the Hill, as we'll say. <sighs> yes. Um, And I'm so curious to hear your take on, like, dating in D.C. because I think it's so unique and, like, so different from, like, New York or L.A. or, like, Miami or anyone else we've interviewed. Like, I'm so curious to hear... Like, what do you think is, like, the classic, like, DC dating situation? What's the classic DC couple? Oh, like, my gosh. Okay. So, this is my take on DC dating. Like, first of all, just, like, the pickings are much slimmer because it's a way smaller city than both New York and LA. And then the other problem is, like, most people are in either, like, the exact same industry or just, like, industries that are ancillary to government and politics. So, it's, like, lawyers, like, people who work for the government, you know, like, lobbyists. It's, it's all, like... Defense contractors. There's a lot of Ooh. guys like in like the military. Like, so, dating in DC, I'm braver than the troops. It's good. I will say it's honestly a rough place to date as a straight woman because, like, within this is like my theory. So, like, within the male population in DC. There's, like, a very large and thriving gay community, which I love. It's great. Doesn't help me out when looking for a husband. Um, 
The second half is there are a lot of guys who are in like long-term serious relationships because a lot of people move to DC from college and DC is the biggest city by a lot of Southern schools. And so you'll have a lot of like Southern school couples who oh, like true. have these serious relationships or like are of that vibe, which is not necessarily my type. Like I'm from New Jersey and like, you know, it's just like, I'm not trying to date some good old boy who went uh -huh. to, you know, what, wherever, like Elon, yeah. like it's not going to be a match. That's He's so not going to like me. It's so true. It's a <clears throat> mix of like North and South. Yeah. It's so much more Southern than like I always remember until I'm on the apps and it's like, I'm from the South and I have an accent and I don't have my political leanings on my profile. So you're going to have to guess Ooh. and I'm not going to give you any benefits of the doubt. Yeah. Um, and then the last chunk is, you know, guys who are single and interested in women and so many of them moved it's like the, the kind of guys who moved to DC like also you know that's this is not gender specific but like who were in, on student council growing up and like mm -hmm. watch the West Wing and like think they're Josh Lyman and like oh think God. they're like God's gift and like they're gonna change the world and that can be nice but it's also like so it, it can just it can be very ego driven it's and so very so and yeah either earnest or like just like so political like you know they feel like they're on an Aaron Sorkin show and you're yeah. just it's just like level of ego and like entitlement there's something going on there. there's something going there, on yeah, yeah, yeah. and it is frankly brutal and you're moving back to new york in like the future i like i have a, a, a date that i'm leaving and i don't know if i'm gonna move back afterward or stay in new york and like it's like when do you tell somebody that you're dating that like you don't want to come yeah. out first date guns blazing i'm hey i'm moving in a year and a half like right because what are they gonna think like i should not get invested or yeah. does she think we're gonna still be together we've been on one date it's a year and a half from now like right. calm down so like, but then you also don't want to wait too long because then it's like, if you're literally about to like start dating somebody and you're about to like have that conversation and then you tell them then, Hey, actually surprise, I'm moving in a year and a half. Like that's kind of like, that's not very transparent. And like at that point right. it's too late. Oh, so yeah. what is the most brutal like app date or just like first date, blind date, whatever. I feel like most of those come from the apps these days, but like, what's the most brutal like first date you've ever been on okay so the one that comes to mind was like early in the pandemic and I was bored I had nothing else to do so I just did a bunch of like dating updates on my front stoop um I like the stoop dates the stoop I forgot dates. about this oh my god yes. yeah peak, oh my god. like April 2020 trend of the stoop oh date god, that stoop. I just I was like well I don't have to leave stoop. my house I was afraid to leave the stoop I was afraid to leave my stoop <laughs> <laughs> and I was like who cares? Like, this is, like, no skin off my back. Like, these guys would, like, bring, like, you know, like, uh, a six-pack, and we'd, like, hang out and, like, That's awesome. Chat idea. Like, come to me. Bring me beer Come to me. Food, bring like, me beer. On my stoop. I'm not leaving my house. My stoop, my terms. Literally. It was, it was great. Except <laughs> that I had, like, three in a row that were truly among the worst dates of my entire life. Oh. And the first one was probably the worst. It was this guy who, like, he was very nice, but it was, again, the classic DC mold. He mm -hmm. was getting his master's degree in, like, international relations or something. Like, mm -hmm clearly came to DC because like he really felt like he could like make a change in the world which like is a beautiful thought so cute by like <laughs> by almost 30 like I just like you've got to be disabused with that notion for like it to work with me like I don't know yes. I can't do earnest the idealisticness like past a certain age is, like no longer um like attractive or inspiring no. it's just like very like you can be optimistic but you have to have you have to be realistic too right right it's just like this is you start to wonder like okay like how do you manage your money? You know what I mean? Like, or just like, stuff like... What do you think about, like, how our society works for people who, like, maybe aren't as successful or, like, right. privileged as you? Like, do you not see that that, hap that happens all around us? Like, how can you not be jaded without, yeah. like, 
if, without if being, you know that, you know? How can you not be jaded, like, unless you are so sheltered or so privileged or, like, so unaware? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But the, the real issue with this guy, even beyond that, was that <laughs> we, like, start talking and... Like, halfway into the date, he, like, asked me what my Myers-Briggs is, which, like... Oh. Okay, like, fine. Like, I mean, that's, like, been debunked as, like, any meaningful thing. For the listeners, like, I'm, I think most of you know what Myers-Briggs is, but basically it's, you know, ENTJ, like, INFP. Yeah, it's, like, this personality quiz. It's, like, you're either, like, extroverted or introverted. It's 16 personality types, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So, so you're either... Yeah, extroverted or introverted is the first letter. Intuition or sensing is the second letter. Um, feeling or thinking is the third, and then judging or perceiving is the last one. It doesn't, like, super matter for this, the, the context of the story, like, what each yeah, letter yeah, yeah. means. But he had this, he, like, asked, before I answered and told him what my, like, thing was, like, my, it's not my sign, but, like, my, my <laughs> type <basically> was. <laughs> as a Virgo, um, <laughs> you would think I would like this. No. He no. was, like, I, we were talking about, like, politics and, like, partisanship in DC which is like the most DC date in the entire world um yeah. but I was like going along with it because what else did I to do um and he told me that he has this theory that like the reason for all the like partisanship and like vitriol like in our society today is because of people who have two specific Myers-Briggs letters and because they're really stubborn and like intransigent and refuse to admit that they're wrong about their beliefs and everything and I was like okay like the fact that you have developed a theory on this topic is very bizarre to me, but I didn't say that, but I'm thinking it. But I'm like, okay, so, like, what are the letters? And he tells me, I think it was, like, S and J. And I have both of those letters. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, I, I couldn't not say it. It was just, like, too good. And I was like, well, I'm an ESFJ. And he clearly That's was so, so embarrassed. He just was a little, like clearly just like kind of ashamed and like I think we like moved on but at that point so I just like awkward. basically just like blacked out the rest of the day. I don't know the, the, the Myers-Briggs kills me because like I'm an ENTJ which is literally like Hitler, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth, like Napoleon, like let's talk about nudes. So mm. as we mentioned at the beginning of this we are both we're anti-nude prudes. We are anti-nude prudes. And I feel like the specific reason that we have for this is because of one thing that occurred when we were in middle school. At a very formative age. At a very formative age. Like, at the age when you're most prone to, like, fear-mongering. Like, we were <laughs> And to make, affected. like, very severe decisions about the rest yes. of your life. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, this was the funniest thing. It's like, this didn't happen to us. This didn't happen to someone that we were even friends with. No. It was, like, a random person that we knew. I will say, I mean, our our seventh grade class or whatever was, like, 40 people. So yeah, so it was someone we knew and, like, saw. Yeah. Um, but I think the story was that she took... And this person, like, when we were... Back to the story. So, to be fair, this person had, like, a bang and bod, like, in the seventh grade. Like, she looked like a fully grown, like, adult woman. Like, she is and very to, hot. Like, to, to us at the time. And she, yeah, she we were like, like, oh! Like, she seemed like an adult. Yeah. To us. Like, I was, like, this little gremlin with, like... Same. An underbite and glasses. Same. And she was, like, a woman. <laughs> yeah, like, actually, like, a woman. Yeah. Like, we were, like, barely wearing bras. And, like, this person was, like, sending Which full body course, like, nudes. truly, like, does not entitle her to, like, any sort of, like... No. You know. No. Like, harassment. Like, harassment. Bad treatment. Anything. Like, but it was just, like, she knew about the world in ways we did not. And so she sent, like, I guess a full frontal nude to this guy, to, like, her eighth grade boyfriend. 
and he was like a year older and we were like wow looks so wow. sophisticated and um i mean obviously he sent it to every single man that he knew um and it it was like and this just i mean to her credit like to her hotness credit it was it was circulated for like years yeah. on the private school circuit that like we were i guess a part of it was horrible and i was like i feel so bad for this girl like i feel so bad that that happened and it's like I think the fact that, like, something like that could happen to such, like, a worldly girl at the time. Like, yes. thir- you know, 13-year-old me was, like, she, like, if this happens to her, like. It could happen to any, like, it, it literally, worse it, could. It could, you know, yeah. Befall any of us, yeah. Yeah, I thought she, like, we all thought she was, like, invincible. Yes, 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 that's a good way to put it. Like, we were, like, wow, like, she's so cool. So, and now, as a result of, like, that, I think I just, like, held off. Like, for years, I was just, like, so scared to send a nude ever because I was, like, look what happened to so-and-so. Like, I was, was just panicked. I was literally traumatized. And so, like, even when I was, like, a full-blown adult and, like, I, every single boyfriend I've ever had, they're, like, they are, like, why don't you send nudes? I'm, like, I just don't fucking do it. I don't do it. Yeah, it just became this, like... It, it became a thing. It became a thing. And I think it's, like, obviously, like, there are certain guys who, who you date, like, obviously who you trust 100%, like, who are trustworthy, yeah, 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 et cetera. Yeah. But, like, honestly, there's still this little, like, voice in the back of my head where it's, like... Can you really know anybody 100%? Can you trust anybody 100%? Mm-hmm. What if, for example, they die, they're murdered, and the police goes through their phone, <laughs> and they're looking for motive and suspect, <laughs> and they scroll through their photos, and they see your nude? I have not consented. <laughs> like, you don't know. <laughs> not looking for evidence <laughs> of the wrongful death. Okay, all the cab, I don't want police to see you. Oh, I don't fucking trust the police. Did you see that thing about, like, Kobe Bryant and his daughter when they, like, died in the plane crash? The helicopter goes down and the first cop in the scene is, like, taking photos of their dead fucking bodies? Are you kidding me? Literally, I do not trust the police. No, they would absolutely spread your nudes. They would... They would send them. Even if they didn't spread them, they would look at them and I do not want that. They would look at them. (laughs) It's unauthorized. I just don't... If that is, you know, a minuscule option, I'm not going to send a nude. I don't care. It's, for me, it's like and people are like oh well just don't put your face in it and I'm like no it's still my body still no like I I don't know I've had relationships that were really you know good and and like they that's the thing I wouldn't at that point and I've every time I've said to myself like whoo so glad I didn't send them any nudes literally yeah it's like you you never have to worry about that later on and like this is my you know kind of like again jaded child of divorce like trauma but like even if a relationship is great sometimes they come to an end for whatever reason like right. it it just happens and you can't predict it sometimes like years ahead of time and at that point like I don't want to have to worry about like some guy like just having my nudes in his phone like right. I have like, no idea what he's gonna do yeah. with them I don't know I don't know not, and then, not like, worth the stress it's not worth the stress I'm too anxious for it and it's also just like at this point, I'm holding out because, like, uh, for example, I've also never been to Taco Bell. <gasps> what? I've never been Liz. to Taco Bell. Ever in my life. And, and... That one I, I can't stand by. <laughs> but now it's like, I don't want to go to Taco Bell because I get to say that I've never been to Taco Bell. That's how I feel about never having seen, like, Star Wars. <gasps> it's, not, it's not even a prude thing. I don't really care if other people want to send them. Like, it's... Yeah. No, and I totally... You know, if that's your journey if that's what and you that's what you're into... Do, Go for it. But, like, just know that, like, what goes on in Euphoria is not normal. You know what I mean? Like, the first episode of Euphoria where they're literally, like, having sex in the pool and, like, everyone's filming it and, like, she goes to school the next day and it's totally fine. It's like nothing happened. It's like, no. No. Like, no. I worry about my career. I oh, worry my about my, my family seeing anything. Like, I don't know. Like, you don't know, like, what your journey is in life. And, like, 
if somehow by any instance, again, like the, you know, potentially researching somebody's murder, like mm-hmm. I don't, you, you don't know. Like, I just don't want that to ever be something that causes me anxiety because I know that it will. Right. And, but some people don't feel anxiety. Like, I think if you can send a what? nude, some people don't feel Baffling. <laughs> some people just like send a nude and it's like whatever and they're not like up at night about it like they send a nude with their face in it they'll send like a full fucking I literally fucking would nude. be up at night about it. I would be up at night <laughs> up at night thinking my god like what if I like what when I when you send a nude just know he's not the only one seeing it and if you can live with that okay fine and that's fine that's totally yeah. fine. But you have to have that in your head You have to when be okay it. with it and also when you send it imagine your entire company seeing it because yeah. if that could potentially happen it could potentially happen, and if it does, like, okay. Or an entire police brigade. Yep. An entire police brigade. That's what they're called. What are they called? Um, squad? A squad. <laughs> Precinct. <laughs> a squadron. The police squadron. Oh What's like going to see your nudes. <laughs> a, a fleet of policemen. They're going to see your nudes. They're going to be like, ha-ha. These <laughs> Arrest her. creepy-ass police. Oh, my God. like the key the thing that we've been talking about a lot like this weekend is number one like the importance of not settling and I think that pertains to your parents divorce because Mm -hmm. I think that they again like loved each other like had a really happy marriage for a long time but like how old were they when they got divorced like early Um, 60s right they were I think they were like late 50s late 50s so many people who are still married in their late 50s and are very unhappy and, like, probably should get divorced and, like, would be happier if they got divorced would never do so. Not because, like, not because it's not the right thing to do, but because I think, like, a lot of people are afraid to be alone. Like, very, yeah. very afraid to be alone. And you get comfortable in the way your life is, and even if you're not happy, it's like, yeah, you know you have somebody who, like, is legally required to legally be there for you. Yeah, exactly. And, like, we've talked about this as well with, like, we're at an age where so many of our friends are, like, getting married or, like, are engaged or, like, living with people. And, like, the, the single herd is, like, starting to thin. But then at the same time, like, I know, and I, this is probably because I lived in Texas for so long, but, like, I have, you know, I know multiple people who got married, you know, ring by spring, like, a big <laughs> southern school. They were married at 23 and divorced at 29, which again, like that's their journey. That's completely fine. And like, I would actually love to have one of those people on this podcast to like talk about that experience. Um, But with that said, I think like all this just to say it's so important not to settle just because you don't want to be alone. Totally. And I think that like totally modeled for me, like, no, like being unhappy in a situation is not worth it. I don't know. There's this tendency, I think, especially among women, and, like, this was discussed on a previous episode, but basically just, you know, the biological clock ticking and, like, feeling like they don't want to be alone or, like, they need to settle down. And I definitely understand. I just think, like, the worst possible thing you could do, like, for your future children, if you want children, is to rush into having children with someone who, like, treats you badly. Yeah. Or just doesn't make you happy. Yeah, or just doesn't make you happy. I mean, like... To me, those are two, like, very different things. Like, obviously, there's, like, there's t- there's people who, like, get married, like, are in love, like, truly have the best intentions. Like, there's not anything toxic or yeah. bad going on. Like, they treat each other well, and then it just doesn't work out. But then there's, like, women that you see all the time get married to guys where, like, everybody is saying to themselves, like, 
what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to do this. Like, you don't have to do this. But, like, she feels a panic or she feels this kind of, like, scarcity mindset. Yeah. And I feel like now we have talked about, like, we want to have more... You need to have just more of, like, this abundance mindset that, like, number one, like, there's a lot of fish in the sea. There's someone out there who's going to be interested in me for me. And I just need to, you know, meet a lot of people, have fun, and, like, eventually try to meet someone. But there's also this big kind of, like, truth that I only think I just realized, like, in the last few years, which is that, like, you genuinely will be happier alone, like, Mm -hmm. alone, than you will be in a relationship that's, like, wrong for you. Yeah. And this is, like, kind of embarrassing, but there's this line in this one episode of Succession that I was like, I can't believe I'm relating to this, like, absolute, like, That show seems crazy. I've never watched it. There's this, like, one relationship in it where, like, like, you know, it's, like, the, the daughter Shiv and her like fiance then husband Tom and like she just treats him like absolute shit and like he's such a goober like he's like you know he he, like kind of sucks too but like she's just like truly just like drags him around and like finally he sort of like confronts her about it and he says something like you know like sometimes I wonder if like the sad that I feel without you would be less than the sad I feel when I'm with you which is like so depressing that's so sad and actually like I have had that like exact same thought of like when like in a in a like a you know relationship situationship that like wasn't working out the way I wanted it to it was like but if this ends like I'm gonna be so much sadder like I like think like that sadness is gonna like outweigh the like absolute misery that I'm in right now of like not getting what I want from this relationship yeah and it like I was just I knew like in my head I was like I'm just waiting until the misery of being in the relationship was was worse than what I thought not being in it would feel like. Yes. But it's like you don't know what that feels like until you just until you cut just it loose. It. And usually it's not as bad as you expect. It's not and as like, bad as you expect. Or it's like really upsetting for like a little while. Or a long time. <laughs> but, then, then it, but then it improves. But then it improves. I think something that we wanted to talk about was being a child of divorce. And yes. I feel like you are a child of a particularly like good divorce I'd say like a your parents have like a good relationship like Mm -hmm. everyone is on on good terms terms. we have a group chat with like both my parents and my brother and I and it's honestly a little weird like when I (laughs) I like mention it to other people whose parents are divorced and they're like oh yeah like my parents are like amicable too and I'm like yeah like I was just texting my family group chat and they're like wait excuse me and like I feel very lucky the thing that like is most that I've taken away from it that like in the most positive way is that like, I feel like, you know, they were married for, I think, like, 19 years. And for most, almost all that time, it was, like, a very happy, successful marriage. And I think seeing, like, the fact that it ended didn't invalidate that entire, you know, good, happy, successful part. And, like, I think a lot of people end up seeing the ends of relationships as a failure by either themselves or the other person. And it's just, like, no, sometimes things run their course. Yeah. And, like, yeah. sometimes, like, you get to a point in your life where, like, it's no longer serving you or like you both change in different ways. And like the fact that it ended doesn't mean that it was a failure. And so I think that has been really just sort of like a guiding like mantra for me of like, you know, like going through like all like lots of terrible like dating experiences or just like things that just like didn't work out the way I wanted them to. It's like as corny as it is, it's like, okay, like that didn't end how I wanted to. Like I actually did get a lot of good things from it. Like I learned more about myself. Like I learned about what I wanted and like, you know, it's okay that like it didn't end in this like fairy tale way because yeah. like 
you know, like that doesn't mean it was like not a nice, a good thing in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously there are instances where it might be a bad thing. Like this is obviously for like good, like healthy like relationships. Healthy, respectful relationships. But yeah. I just think it's a nice like way to think about things ending. We, should we discuss yes, Sheldon? Yes, let's discuss. Uh, or Sheldon? Ira. Ira. We're call- Not yeah, Ira. This is Ira. No. Yes, this is Ira. Surrey with the fringe on top. <laughs> You're singing Sir with a fringe on top in front of Ira. <laughs> okay, so this this story, it, you don't have, like, you can say as much or as little as you want about it. This is a very, it encompasses so many things that we talk about in this podcast. It, it touches on, like, guys who aren't over their exes, guys who, like, like want to do all the boyfriend things but won't say they're your boyfriend, guys who, like, actions don't match their words, and, like so many other topics I feel like so I don't know how you would like summarize the situation or like what you want to say about it but like the floor is yours yeah so basically like long story short I was in this like situationship with this guy for I would say three years and we were like absolute best friends like we talked constantly all the time every day like we like based on you know where we were in life like we were around each other all the time every day and like I it, it was just, like, this mutual, like, intellectual, like, physical, emotional like, connection that, like, I, like, had never, I had never felt it before. I had never had that experience of, like, finally, like, meeting a guy who was, like, as interested in, like, knowing me on a level that, like, very few other people have. And so I think that, like, obviously was going to, like, keep me in a situation that, like, wasn't good for me. But what, mm-hmm. like, happened was, like, I didn't know this until, like, I don't know, probably, like, six months into this, like, weird friendship that was, like, never fully platonic, and we'd, we, like, hadn't, like, had sex, but, like, we'd, like, made out a couple times, and it was just, like, clear, like, we were walking, we were together at all times, like, it was just, like, a lot, and then he finally tells me that, like, you know, he had, he had just gotten out of, like, a, I think at that point, like, I don't know, like, a seven-year oh my relationship, uh, like, six months previously, or maybe a little bit, no, I think a little bit longer than that, I think it had been, like, nine months or maybe even a year at that point but he was not over it and he was like look like I like just want to be up front like I although I had to ask him because I was like what's going on like this is just so clearly something more than like a normal friendship like where I think I said exactly what is your deal (laughs) those are my words and he explains this to me and he's like yeah so like I'm not over this so like there's only like a certain amount of like feelings I can have for anybody else I just feel like it's like capped somehow like emotionally because like I'm just like I have this other thing that like I haven't gotten over and I was like absolutely devastated and this was only like nine months in Mm -hmm. and yet he told he tells me this um we don't change our behavior at all like we like keep talking we keep hanging out all the time um like keep getting closer even though like I'm crushed because it's like how is like what this relationship is like not like how does he not want something more than this like very very intense friendship um and then basically just like over the next like two two and a half years like basically we would like talk constantly all the time and then like every few months he would like start talking to his ex again like Mm. they would sort of get back together but like not 100% and then like we'd still talk but like it was like less it was there's clearly something going on and then like when we like when he wasn't with her like we would like hook up and like it became like more physical and like he was like I think it was clearly he was trying to figure out like is she gonna stay in his life or not? And it was just like every like couple months, it was this thing of like, 
oh, he's going to choose me. Like, oh, no, he's, like, choosing her. And it was just this, like, very just, like, it just really, like, it just, after a while I realized it was just wearing me down. Like, how many times yeah. can, like, you just, like, not be chosen? And finally it sort of came to a head of, like, you have to, like, you have to decide. Like, this is just, like, too much. And he ended up wanting to try things again with her. And even then I, like, didn't sever things. Like, we had, like, you know, we were still friends and, like, really close for another year with this added complication of, like, he was he was dating somebody else. And, like, that made, like, the way that we spoke to each other and, like, the amount that we spoke to each other, like, definitely problematic, like, for him and for her. Which yeah. Which I totally get. Like, that was really fair. Um, But, like, that entire time, like, I still could not pull the plug. It was just, like, I have this, like, like we are still so close. And, like, it was, like, this support system like yeah I would like run everything by each other we would talk about like every single dumb tweet like it was yeah every meme that I saw like he would see like it was just it was it was like I and it would and at that point like it was so clear that like no there was clearly like strong feelings on both ends like he just you know like he had been clear multiple times that like you know he just wasn't he couldn't date somebody else and it was just I just refused to like accept that but I also let like, he also let that go way too far right like and this is thing we talked about earlier is like he he was the one who i feel had like more of the responsibility to like yeah stop interacting with you as much like if if indeed he really was gonna like go make things right with this girl and like pursue her and like all this stuff that was one of those things where it's like he he wouldn't say it so much like that but he would say like you know like we like probably can't like be as close as we were but then like would keep he would initiate every conversation he would like suggest to hang out he would say things would be different they do yeah. the same shit and then like ultimately he like kind of was the one to like like we've stopped talking and i haven't we haven't spoken and like so i'm glad that like because like i and it's honestly so shameful because i'm like i wish that it had been me like i wish i had had the like confidence to just like stop because it was so clearly not serving me and every single person that I knew it was like one of those situations where it's just like every single one of your friends is like oh my god like stop like stop talking to him but But you get addicted to that stuff like yeah and I don't think that you can do that until you're like you really are able to do it yourself like no friend's advice is gonna make you do something that you don't want to do yeah and the thing the thing with Ira is that I think it was part of the issue was this scarcity mindset with like I had not until I think I was like I think we met when I was like 24 I had not like met anybody who I felt like was these like the right the connection connection. like Like, it was so intense and like it made so much sense and like there was nothing that like besides him not being over sex like there was nothing else that like I felt like was missing like it was just like so much more intimate than like I don't know it's like I was like I'm never gonna find like this level of compatibility again like yeah I hadn't found it before and I'm never gonna find it again and like he has like we have the exact sense of humor and like he challenges me intellectually and like we have really interesting conversations and he likes all the good the right memes like yeah yeah. how am I gonna find like all that in the same person and then like when I finally broke free of it like it was so funny I remember like dating like after that happened and like there were a couple times where like I would like match with these guys on like dating apps or whatever and we'd be chatting or like we'd like you know, like, go on a couple dates, and it was like, oh, wait, like, he wasn't that special at all. No, no, they never These guys are are. sending me the exact same text with the same intonation, like, same jokes. I was like, oh, like, this, I just, like, you know, like, I just, like, hadn't met them. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I remember just, like, yeah, like, um, Joe, like, this guy who I've been hooking up with, like, like, he sent me some text, and it was, I swear to God, it, like, it sounded exactly like Ira. I was like, 
am I having an out-of-body experience? Like, like honestly, no, they're just, like, not that special. No, they're And no. it was this thing no. of, like, okay, like, there are more guys who, like, are, like, very online, <laughs> you know, who yes, are, like, also yeah. normal and, like, are smart. Like, But a lot of it is also just, like, you have to, like, it's, like, volume. you got to meet a lot of people. you got to go on a lot of dates. And it's you luck, have to, like, too. Like, I genuinely yeah. think that, like, it's luck. And you have to, like, yeah, it's a numbers game. Just, like, yeah, work through them all, which is why, like, I think I don't get as discouraged about dating in DC as I, I probably could, even though it is fairly discouraging. It's just like, okay, like maybe I just like the algorithm hasn't gotten me there yet. Well, we, we can go into exes and also like mental health breakup. Oh, the mental health breakup. Okay. But my, my one takeaway about like a guy who's like not over his ex or like there's they honestly, at this point I've been so fucking bruised by it. I like can't abide even if they like still like, like semi-frequently talk to their ex. Oh, no. If they, to me, like if they have a relationship with their ex at all. Yeah. Other, like if they have a kid with the ex, okay. If they were married to the ex, okay. okay. Not even if they have a pet Mary and fucking Jason from Selling Sunset and they Ugh. have their joint dog birthday party. No. no toxic. No, it's toxic and weird. <laughs> and, but like, I want them to be, it would How be nice. How does Romaine feel? Team Romaine. Team Romaine. <laughs> Literally Team Romaine. Romaine is like the consummate himbo. He's like, he is the so number beautiful. One I love himbo. him. I love oh my him. God. He's so gentle. He's like, so gentle. <laughs> gentle giant. <laughs> but like, I don't think, okay, if you have a good relationship with your ex, like, that's weird to me. It's weird. And it's like some people are like that. No, that's actually healthy. And it's, it's like not immature to like cut them off entirely. You know who no. says that? Girls who still hope that someday they'll get back together. Absolutely. That's who says that. And guys Absolutely. who hope that the ex will still let them hit it. Um, yeah, that's who says that. Yeah. So I think like I want them to be like on good terms with their ex, as in if they ran into them on the street, they would be like, "Oh, hey, how are you?" and talk for three seconds, and then depart and never and they text would them not, again. Like, be deeply upset and I don't want them to call them crazy like no. I want there to be like it didn't no. work out we wanted different things like right right you know but like I haven't talked to them in three years I literally gotten this text like I like have been really having fun with you but like I just got a letter in the mail from my ex and it's honestly just like really throwing me for a loop L- the words throwing me for a loop oh quote, and, I, and I quote directly and I like really have to figure out what I want I'm like okay sure like be my guest like the postal service is just like out here like ruining people's lives oh my like God. <laughs> Okay, I have this theory that guys who are, like, still obsessed with one ex, like, for whatever reason, or, like, for them, the door is still open with that ex for whatever reason, it's because, like, that ex, like, bruised their ego in some way. Yeah. Like, when they dump the girl, they never still are in contact no. with her or, like, still receiving, like, still open to the letters or if they're, whatever, if they're, <laughs> if they're getting them, like, they're not, like, caring. They're picking but up it, the quill and drafting yeah. a, a treatise. <laughs> Usually if they have, like, an ex that's, like, the one that got away, it really just means, like, that girl, like, rejected them and, like, a lot of men, like, have not had yeah. that type of, like, ego bruising in their life or, like, I don't really know what it is. Um, but in any case, like, I do feel that when a guy is, like, I'm still hung up with my ex or, like, yeah, if it's anything beyond we don't speak but, like, we're on good terms, if we saw each other. I'm suspicious. I'm suspicious. And if they say openly anything to you about the ex, like, they're, like, yeah, like, we talk from time to time, or, like, you know, I still, we're, I'm still hung up on this person, or if they give you some excuse that's, like, some version of, like, I'm just not really over my ex, like, it doesn't matter, just move on. Or, like, yeah, I had a really rough breakup, and, like, Mm -hmm. I'm, like, you know, definitely, like, looking to date, but, like, it it was definitely hard. Any, I mean, like, Mm -hmm. it can be hard, but, like, if it's too soon, like, it's just, like, no, I can't, I'm no longer. I'm not free therapy anymore. I'm, no. I'm not sitting around waiting. I'm not 
DIYing. Despite no. being a Virgo, I like refuse. I'm not doing that again. I'm not doing it. It's anymore. a waste of your time, and you know, like, it's tiring too. It's so exhausting because you're waiting and you're like, well, they've moved. Like, okay, and this is the same thing. I actually think this goes for the mental health breakup. Oh yeah. Like the mental health breakup is another extension of this same thing to me. It's the same thing to me. Yeah. They're just giving you like an excuse that. It could be a real excuse. It could very much be real. And but I, if it is, I don't want to deal with it. And the thing is, the the conclusion and like consequence of both of those kinds of statements is that they don't want to date you. But, right? No, exactly. It exactly. Does not they just don't want to date you. It doesn't matter why. If if it's a lie, if it's true, if they're like going through something or like have some stuff that they need to figure out, like that's not like an invitation to wait around. No, that is just no. them trying to be nice, even if it's true. We've, like. To say, like, I don't want to date you right now. I probably just want to have sex and, yeah. like, text a little bit. And right. then, like, never speak to you again. Right, right. And that's <laughs> fine. But, like, you have to, like, accept that. Like, it's how many times in my life have I heard those words and not accepted them and been, like, okay, but, like, he'll change his mind. I'm going to stick around. I'm going to wait. Right, and I'm right, gonna, It's right. going to be this romantic story. Oh, my God. I know no. so many people who do that. So, so many times oh my in my God. life. And, like, looking back at, like, young me who, like, watched too many rom-coms as a kid. You sit there and you're like, wow, like, he's going to have this, like, moment where you're sitting at a diner and he looks up and he's like, wow, it's been you all along. Like, that's not how it yeah. works. Like, I'm sorry. Like, not how it oh works. Oh, my God. I know. I know. I was reading, um, I don't remember. I was reading Instagram. I was reading Instagram. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm literally illiterate. Reading but my papers. Reading my, reading my papers. <laughs> Watching my stories. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading Instagram. And I saw this old, it was like a screenshot of an old article where like David Bowie talks about meeting, is it Iman? Iman. Yeah. Yeah. For the first time. And he, they met at like a party through mutual friends. He met her and he was like, she's the one. He was like, I couldn't sleep because I was so excited for our first date. And like, I immediately knew that like she would be my wife and like I was just trying to convince her. And then she dated him for two years. They got married. They were together until he died. Like, I feel like when I hear like, success stories about like couples that got together like in the movies and in like some rare exception cases in real life there are these stories of like they were on and off for years or like they were you know they were best friends they were best friends for men and women can't be friends though so they ended up married (laughs) exactly exactly or like I don't know there's just some like crazy convoluted story but it's like that's all it is it's just a story that's why it's a movie that's why like it's this, you And know. it makes you feel good because it gives you hope, but, like... Right. And I still love watching those movies, but, like, it's not a healthy way to, I think, look at dating. And, like, of course, like, we also don't believe that, like, you go on one date with somebody or you meet them at a party and it's like, that's my husband. Like, right. That also, like, gives them license to treat you like whatever. Right. And you're I like, think but it's okay, it's my husband. Like... Right, right, no, right. No, it's not. If a guy meets you and decides, like, wow, she's the one, like, or he will treat even- you well... But yeah. if you meet a guy and you're like, my husband, he it's will know and treat theory. you badly. It's he honestly, will treat you badly. It's box theory. I th- okay, I do believe in box theory to an extent. But yeah. I don't know. So, okay, so for the listeners, box theory is like um, Tinks from TikTok and like other fame. She has this theory that when a guy meets you, he immediately puts you into a few boxes. What are the boxes? Like- one, one of three boxes. He like wants nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. He wants to have sex with you or he wants to date you. And like... Maybe he doesn't make that decision, like, immediately, but, like, once he has made the decision, you cannot switch boxes. And it's, like, I honestly... And then, like, that kind of... Like, if if you're in the relationship box, like, nothing you do can, like... Is going to change his mind. Like, if you have sex on the first date, like, if you, like, you know, like, throw up on his shoes, 
like on the, the first date like he's not yeah. gonna change his mind because like you're in that box already and that's that those are all the stories that you hear of like oh my god like i got like food poisoning and i like like you know like mm. shat in his apartment yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> and then we got married like you, i always hear those stories like, like oh my god like i was so crazy that first day and then he still loved me it's like yeah, yeah because he like had it in his fucking mind that he wanted right, to like there was something there was... about it that like just made sense but like if you're in that hookup box it's like it doesn't matter like it, it also doesn't matter because like if you wait the first day or you wait three months to sleep with him, that's all he's going to want regardless. And it's not going to work out. It's like, even if you're like, wow, like I'm just going to wait for an extremely long time, like for the sake of it, like, and then like he'll respect me and he'll want to date me. Like, no, he honestly still doesn't. So, okay. So this is where I disagree with her. I think that if a guy just wants to sleep with you, if you wait long enough, he will move on without sleeping with you because he just like, isn't worth waiting. He's like, it's not worth it. I got to go find somewhere else. It's if, if, I think that's I think that's true, but it's, I think it's also like if you if you do if he does stick around and like puts in the work to then sleep with you, and that's all he wanted, then like that's then you were a prize to be won. Right. Happened, I mean that happened to me. Then he like, has issues, yeah. But the, 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 a couple other things I was gonna say about <laughs> mental health breakups, like backtracking a little bit, is like I think a lot of this comes from like two things of like there's I'm like very grateful that like it's become more normalized for like guys to go to therapy and like yeah. therapy talk and like talking about like you know like. Thing, like tweeting about like things that your therapist would or whatever right. like it's definitely just like become better to talk about it which I think is great it's but it's good. like I think like not only is there more access to those words like I think and then maybe maybe I'm, this is like too malicious like this is not necessarily like the like motive but it's like if you have those words at your fingertips like it might feel nicer to like end things with somebody by saying by like using some of that like therapist talk of like yeah I'm like you know just like not ready like I'm not emotionally in a place blah 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 yeah and it's like again like it doesn't really matter to me because at the end of the day you don't want to date me so like I don't really care like if you're but couching it in these nice words it sucks that we have to wade through all of this bullshit like I wish that people would just have the balls to say like I'm so sorry it's not a match yes I would so much rather hear that than like have because to then the door is closed yeah 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 instead of being like well maybe like in six months when they like get their shit together it's like right once again like no like the the, what they're trying to say is they don't want to date you this email was entitled a controversial swindle um hi liz i love your show i listened to all four episodes back to back to back this morning it is shows like yours that will turn the tables and make men realize they're not a prize at all. LOL. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for writing in. This is a funny mail. And it's true they're not a prize. And it's true they're not a prize. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've gotten mixed feedback on a quote-unquote scam I pulled on a man where he was behaving poorly to me and I wanted to hear your thoughts. This happened in April 2021 over the course of a weekend. On a Friday night, I went to meet a guy for the first time for sushi. We mashed on an app earlier in the week. During dinner, he was coming on really strong, and he offered to throw me a party for my upcoming birthday, take me on a trip, your run-of-the-mill love bombing. That's crazy. Conversation is nothing too wild, but he was being extremely annoying slash fake complimenting constantly, probably in an effort to get in my pants. I mentioned that I am excited to get back to crowds slash activities with mandates being lifted. When he tried to get me to come to his high-rise after dinner, I declined and had him order me an Uber to the Starbucks a block from my where I live. Safety first. Good choices. The next day, Saturday, he was texting me nonstop. He wants to go to brunch. He wants to go for a walk by the lake. He wants to get lunch. He suggests attending the MLB home game on Sunday, knowing I'm a huge baseball fan. I think, sure, that's an outdoor date, and I can ditch him if he continues to be insufferable. I accept, and he says, cool. Another few texts later, and he asks to go shopping that night, Saturday night, for lingerie for me so I can model it in his apartment. Oh, my God. I cuss him out and ask 
why he thinks he can dangle a fun date and then swap it for being a pervert. He backtracks and sends me a screenshot confirmation that he purchased two tickets to Sunday's game. Hmm. And he asked when he could get some sexy pics. I ignore him. Great. (laughs) Sunday morning, I head toward the ballpark and lurk around and get excited to be back in a huge event. Post-COVID, this is a huge deal. Something I should mention is this guy's not from the U.S. and he has not lived in my city for very long. He's texting me asking when to meet, how early before the starting time should he arrive, do I need an Uber, etc. I tell him I'm already at the stadium outside and to transfer me the tickets in the MLB Ballpark app so I can go in and he can just meet me there. Parentheses, it would take quite some time to Uber to the neighborhood. Okay, so he's like late. He figures it out and I am now in ownership of the tickets, not just a screenshot with the barcodes. So I take these two tickets to some scalpers I knew from the 2019 season and I trade in the two for a single seat in a much better section. (laughs) I enter the game. He gets to the park and he's texting me, calling me, messaging me in the app. He used someone else's phone to text me, begging me to meet him. I eventually texted him like in the fifth inning, hours into the game, and he did not show up for me, so I bought a ticket myself. He even bought another single ticket and came in looking for me and sent photos of where he was sitting. I had a good time at the game and I met some guys who bought me beer all afternoon, left the happy, I left the game happy and had dinner with another man. Even after all that, the guy I scammed, revenged, out of tickets, asked me to meet him for dinner. He asked if he could reimburse me for the ticket I bought. Whether he actually wanted a chance to date me or to get his own revenge on me, I will never know. My friends mostly support me doing this because he was being scummy. However, there are a few outliers who think that what I did was wrong and that I should have just let him in and sat with him. Would love to know your thoughts. Keep up the good work, Queen. Okay, this is an absolutely wild email. Thank you so much for writing in. I love crazy stories like this. Um, This is wild. So so many things jump out to me about this email. So first of all, this all happened over the course of a weekend. Yeah, which like Like quite a weekend. Quite a weekend, like big weekend. (laughs) Um, I do think that like, yes, he... Like, let us review his rap sheet. Like, yes. what is, what is the, okay. what are the offenses? So the offenses were that he came on, like, too strong during dinner. Yeah. He was, you know, offering to throw you a party, take you on a trip, um, being annoying and fake complimenting. But how do you know they were fake? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to take her word for it and assume that they're fake. I'm going to, I'm going to assume that I'm they're gonna fake because it does say fake. he tried to get me to come to his high rise after dinner. So obviously he was like trying to get you to come home with him. It didn't work. So then he was even more like, aha, I must conquer her and like texted you. Yes. The next day about like, yeah. Plans and just and yeah, being bullshit. extremely eager, like lots of different plans. Um, and then like including the baseball game. So like after you agree to the baseball game, then he starts talking about asking to go shopping for lingerie for your model in in his apartment. And this is, like, the main thing that I think is fucked up. Yeah. Um, Then So after that, he, like, buys you a ticket. He buys you guys tickets to the game. And I guess, like, you can count being late to the baseball game as a red flag. Yeah. Like, when he was late to the baseball game. I'm late to everything. But, like... With that said, like, if I go on a first date with a guy and, like, he's, like, basic... I don't like the word love bombing because, like, this is not it. (laughs) like yeah this is not what's up um so I don't want to call it love bombing but I'll call it like you know they're coming on way too strong because they're trying to sleep with you yeah so like if a guy's doing that on the first date and then like he tries to get you to come home with him immediately and then he's texting you all day the next day like asking for 50 different sets of plans like I would just stop responding like I wouldn't agree to go to a baseball game yeah yeah I think that's like my main thing here like yes like he did some like obnoxious things and then he did one like fucked up thing and then like I just don't think that like at that point like 
I would agree to go out with him again after he we'd met once and it had been less than 24 hours and he was trying to get me to come over and like buy lingerie and then like model it for him. Yeah, like, like what is this crazy town? Why would I agree to then go to a baseball game with him? Right, like why, what was, what, so. Why that, would I want to spend more time with him? Why would you guy? want to spend more time with him? And I don't think that she wanted to. Like I think, I think she, she wanted to go to the baseball game and take the tickets. Yeah, which is, which is fine, but like just say that. But here, here's the thing though. It's like, why waste his time and why waste your time? Buy your own tickets to the game. Right. I don't think he like, Okay, so it says he. This is where I'm confused. He transferred her both tickets in the MLB app. Yeah, he, he did give her both tickets. So she took the combination of the two tickets and bought a new ticket. Yeah, but like it didn't seem like he understood that he's that she sold the tickets to pay for it. Yeah, maybe he thought that like, he thought she like bought a new ticket. Yeah, and, and he like, bought a maybe ticket. like the transfer didn't go through. Also, and- he's like not from the U.S. He doesn't know what's going on. This is kind of funny. I'm like imagining this man like running around like the stadium. Like, yeah. where is she? How does the app work? <laughs> <laughs> what is baseball? Oh, like, what is sports? Okay. Yeah. Here's what I think about this. I think that like <laughs> lately there's been a lot of like we need to like scam men. Like we need to like do bad stuff to them. Like we need to get revenge on them when they're fuckboys. And it's like I'm like that does sound really fun. That yeah. does sound fun. Yeah. But what I will say is that like the biggest like true blow to a man's ego is when you just don't give him access to you. Yeah. And like if you really wanted to like teach this guy a lesson for like being a creep on the first date and like asking you to model lingerie, I would have just stopped responding to him forever. And yeah. Been like goodbye. Him and Bought my own on. ticket to the game. Go ahead. And your friends mostly support you doing this because he was being scummy. However, there are a few outliers who think what I did was wrong and that I should have just let him in and sat with him. I mean, I'm not really like, you know, whatever. Like, I've done some crazy shit in my time. I'm not like in the, I'm not in the moral position or the moral high ground here to say that it was like wrong or that it was right. I mean, like some people would be like, that's a little fucked up that you like sold these tickets that he bought, like bought yourself a ticket and then like ditched him. But I don't think you had to go. I don't think you had to sit with him. Okay, my take is like, at that point, when you had agreed to go, and, like, there was no... It doesn't seem like you said, like, you're running really late, like, fuck this. Like, it was... Yeah. It kind of... You let us... You agreed to go, and it was assumed that, like, he would come meet you when he got there. At that point, I think it was fucked up to, like, ignore him then. It's like, you, you've already, like, agreed, and you've made these plans. Yeah, I agree. Unless you felt unsafe, which, like, it didn't seem like you did, like... Yeah. Then it's like, you've already... Just, just go through with it. Like, if you've already done... If you've already, like agreed and like you're there and he's calling you frantically calling you on right like he's clearly confused he's like on his way he still may be a douchebag like to be clear but he like is on his way he's coming to the plan that he made with you and i think like especially if like you're like trying to get this guy to like understand that he's being a dick like i think it weakens your negotiating point to like yeah be a dick back. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So I'm assuming, like, the guy is, like, putting the moves on her on the first date. Like, he's, like, coming on super strong, like, saying all this stuff. Like, I, let's take her at her word on the first date. I definitely do believe her. Yeah. Um, And then he tries to get her to come home with him. So I would assume that, like, he's paid for the first date. Yeah. If he's, like, trying that hard to, like, put the moves on her. Um, But we don't know. But I would assume. Then he, like pays for these tickets to the game right like and then you're basically saying i scammed parentheses revenged him out of tickets but it's like what is there to seek vengeance for like what is what really happened to you that you need to seek vengeance for like was he was he being a creep was he like creepy and hitting on you yes really i don't think this is the remedy for the wrong yeah this is not the remedy for the wrong like it yeah it does not redress the 
behavior that he was exhibiting. Like the thing that would actually have like made sense in response would be to stop talking to him. Would just be to stop seeing him completely. Instead of agreeing to go to something with him and then ghosting him. Yeah, agreed. Okay, the last thing I'll say in this topic is that like, again, like women are obsessed with trying to teach guys a lesson. Mm -hmm. They are obsessed with trying to teach Mm -hmm. guys a lesson. They're obsessed with like calling guys out. They're obsessed with like, got him, you know what I mean? And it's like the guy doesn't truly, half these guys do not care if you like litter die. I yeah. really mean that. They don't care. They yeah. don't know you. Like, you've been on one date with this person. He just wants to sleep with you. To him, this is like a little, like, scuffle. This is like a little bump in the road, like, with some tickets and some confusion. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He will absolutely do this creepy shit again to other girls. Yeah. Because when you give a man, like, negative attention to, like, use it to, like, seek revenge on him or, like, whatever it may be, you're still giving him attention. And, like, yeah. that's what they want at the end of the day. Like, it hurts them more when you just ignore them or when you don't give them any attention. Yeah. Versus when you, like, go out of your way to, like, be because a dick back. when you go out of your way to be a dick back, it shows that, like... It shows you care. They, yeah, you some care. Level. Yeah. Like, why do you care to do this? Yeah. And that, and that he got to you. Like, you're yeah, showing yeah, yeah. that yeah, he yeah. got to you. Yeah, and, like, what is most damaging is when you act like they don't matter to you. Yeah. They really... It, they lose their mind when you don't respond. Um so interesting okay but this was a really good email thank you so much for writing in we fucking love these i love getting these yeah They're that was so such funny. a fascinating that was a really was so much to die. Oh i love it. it so much should i suck okay <sighs> all right so to conclude what do you think is the most brutal truth about dating that people are not willing to either like say out loud or not willing to accept i think it's just like oh like sort of like what we were talking about earlier there are a lot of times when like somebody will end something with you and they'll have us they'll say a certain reason and that may be true or not oftentimes especially like when I was younger you're gonna you're like oh okay like they like aren't over their ex or like they're like going through something and like at core something that like it took me a a while to like condition myself to believe it's just like they just don't want to date you Mm mm-hmm I'm sorry. Like, that's it. Like, it doesn't matter why. The reason why. doesn't matter. The reason doesn't matter. The conclusion is the same. The outcome is the same. They don't want to date you. And, like, sometimes it takes, like, repeating that to yourself and being like, okay, like, that may be the case. That's fine. On to the next. On to the next. And, On like, next. just, like, it's not always this, like, romantic thing of, like, wow, like, they're going through so much. Like, I'm going to help them. And I'm going to help yeah. them. Or, like, I'm gonna support them. in months from now, like, they're going to come back to me. Like, no. They don't want to date you. That's fine. It's okay. Honestly, if you really thought about it, you probably didn't want to date them. Mm. That's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> oh my god. Men so always cancel themselves. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Thank you for Sally. having me. Um, and guys, tune in next week um, for our next episode of Brutal. Thank you.